Hello and welcome to Southern Comfort, a SOCOM podcast where we talk all things Southern Conference sports. I'm here today with my guest, Jacob Puff, former WCU manager. Um, you notice things kind of sound a little somber. This is live, immediately following the Wofford basketball game. Jacob, do you have anything to say? Uh, it's just overall congrats to Wofford. We played really well today, but more more importantly to me was just I ain't gonna say it. Weston just really didn't play that great of a game today. Felt lost in a field almost. I don't know how that, how that describes basketball, but that's how I felt. To jump into it, Jacob, you know what we're really here for. This is a SoCon podcast, not just a, the Catamounts. Um, we're going to talk about the first result of the week, Monday. Chattanooga continues their February streak, which they still have going on. Um, defeating ETSU 53-51, sweeping ETSU. Is there anything that shocks you there? Is ETSU stumbling right now? You know, I, I don't want to say they're a bad team because I can't say anything right now, but. Uh, I don't think ETSU is a bad team. Uh, just, just look at the scores throughout all the weeks of the SoCon. Um, it's some, some, not really any upsets. Everybody seems pretty equal at the top of the conference. Even the bottom seems to be having their way sometimes. Look at Citadel, VMI, upsetting certain teams. You know, you don't, you never know who's going to come out on top in the tournament in March. It's inconsistent at this point. I think you can say you can't pinpoint a team that's good. It's like you're throwing darts at a dartboard. You never know who's going to show up. Um, and really, you know, speaking on that, turn into Wednesday's slate, the first, you know, underdog to hit a bullseye, if we want to say that, is VMI. Um, they're hosting UNCG, and they win that one 88-77. Shoot um, almost north of 50 from three. They a little sub, but what can you say? Can you beat the cadets at home? Are they just they're unbeatable at home? They, do they do we need to hold the tournament in Lexington and force the NCAA to be played in Lexington and VMI's coming out on top? What do you think, Jacob? Uh, I just think VMI is a good team at home that is a long way to VMI from any of the, the teams in the conference. So you know it's an advantage for them when the team has to come in to their building opposed to them having to travel to another team. So VMI's a good team. They got a good record right now, but, um, and they're just playing really well. And they are, and you said it, it's hard to go up there, and it kind of almost has statements that they're 12-1 and one now, I think, at home, and 1-12 and 12 on the road. So <laughs> what, what are you going to do, VMI? you got to learn how to play away. Um, and next, in that, that Wednesday slate, WCU – Travels to University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. This one's been talked about on Sports Center. Bad beat. Um, is there anything else you can even say about it, Jacob? Um, I did not watch this live. I was having a currently has having a power outage at my house, but I'm kind of glad I didn't um, watch it live. It would have just made me angry. Um, Western's just having a bad year. They just. They don't seem to have it all together, um, which is sad from where we were last year to this year, being at the bottom of the conference. But yeah. I still love those guys. Hopefully they figure it out. And we ain't got to Tony yet, so we'll see. Yeah, and a key one in that one and also um, in the Saturday contest that we'll talk about later in this, um, no Mason Faulkner. Mason, if you're listening, please come home. <laughs> uh, we miss you, man. 
Um, but it really hurts. And I think down the stretch in that overtime game in the last four minutes there, you saw the, you know, you're missing that that star senior point guard for Western to kind of take you over the top in that one. Um, and then next, kind of, I guess, a little bit of a shock, maybe not, um, as you stated, you know, anybody beats anybody in this league. Mercer goes into Johnson City and beats ETSU. They're reeling right now. Um, any thoughts on that one? Hase plays well. But ultimately, ETSU just kind of looks like they're not firing on all cylinders right now, I want to say. Um, there was some controversy in that one for the, the ETSU politics side of it. Um, the guys took a knee. Uh, personally, you know, I it doesn't matter to me either way. Um, that's a right that the people have fought for. Not that we're going to take a stand on this podcast either way. Um, but is there anything that you see, Jacob? Um, ETC is probably just being a team that we thought they would. They were a really good team last year, had a lot of good players. They lost a lot. Um, we didn't think they'd be at the top of the conference. They kind of surprised everybody at the beginning of this year. They got out to an early lead in the conference, and now they're kind of just falling back down to earth a little bit, averaging out with the rest of the team. So we'll see how they play out in uh, the SoCon tournament. But um, right now they're kind of just what we thought they were going to be. Um, yeah, and I think you, you put it best. You know, it's kind of like that Mac Miller song back to earth because they're kind of, you know, Damari Monsantos has turned back into Damari Monsantos. He's no longer Damari Monsangoat. Um, the Darius Brewers, the star of the team again, but they're not getting the results. Um, and Sanford travels into Furman on Wednesday, drops one, 64-78. Um, they're out today um, due to COVID, and they're already canceled some games next week. Uh, do you think Sanford just needs to pack it up? Call it a good year for Buckyball. You beat Belmont early and just, you know, look to next year. Uh, if I was them, I'd say yes. Just they've been having a lot of struggles with COVID. COVID's nothing to mess around with. I would just um, just say we gave it you all this season. It was a crazy year, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. But I understand why they, if they wanted to keep playing basketball, these guys' life, and they want to be out there. Um, definitely, and we would hope Sanford can continue to get healthy and hopefully be ready for the tournament. Um, and the last one, Citadel goes into Wofford um, and drops that one. 81-67, the Terriers pick up that victory. Anything there? Citadel is just that team. They shoot well from the three. You know, Hayden Brown's doing it all. They're going to win. And if he's not, you know, hitting 12 shots a night, they're not going to win many games. Is that kind of how you see it? Yeah, I see it that way. Citadel, it's just like BMI and certain other teams. They have hot nights. They don't – cold on other nights. And uh, Wofford, as we watched them today live against Weston – they got some shooters. They got really good ball players, and they really can put up a score. They looked really good in that one. Um, and turning to Saturday's results, and we can talk about this one first. Wofford uh, up here in Culloway this weekend, 80-56 over our Cats. Corey Hightower scores 23 in that one. Um, this is going to be kind of my first comment on that. Uh, Corey Hightower, I, I think maybe first or second team's a little too much for a team that's so far down in the rankings right now. But I do believe he deserves third team. Um, he got that waiver, and especially currently, you know, he's scoring 20 points a game for the Cats, 12 rebounds, a few assists, and he's really given it his all. Um, something else to kind of point out in that Wofford game, Max Klingsman gets tossed. Um, what do you think about that one? The two technical fouls back-to-back, makes a layup, and then a three-pointer, and the ref says, that's it, Max, you're playing too well, go home. Huh. Yeah, it was – Weird. I didn't really see much that got him the second check. I can see why he got the first one. But I guess they were just trying to set an example because there was a lot of chippiness in that game. 
So I get why they did it. It, it didn't really calm it down too much. Oh, there's still talk going back and forth, but I can see why they did it, trying to set an example. Um, yeah, I think running your mouth goes both ways, but there wasn't much mouth to run for either team in that one. It was a clear cut. Um, VMI, mentioning we talked about them on Wednesday. Downs, the number one team in the conference at home, travels out to the Citadel and drops one. 75-74, Hayden Brown hits a game winner in that one. What is up with it with the key debts? Do they need to bring a little bit of Lexington with them? Do they need to, you know, have some red in the stands? What do you think, Jacob? Um, probably. Uh, they just, like I said, it's a long way to Lexington, Virginia, from the rest of those teams in the SoCon, and you know that that long bus ride can really get you. I don't know what they can do to bring the energy with them, uh, with the lack of um so many fans in the stadium. But hopefully they can figure it out and buy the conference tiny or it'll be a short trip for them. Yeah. Um, and then the last one on Saturday, the last final result that we have right now is Furman at Mercer. Furman 70, Mercer 60. Furman wins again. Um, kind of continues to show, you know, we mentioned that anybody can beat anybody in this league, but I do think Furman, Chattanooga, Wofford, Greensboro, those are your last four teams in the tournament. They're kind of a step above everybody. Um, yeah, I think they're a step above. They should be. Like on the standings, you pick them as the favorites. You have them in the semifinals. But also this year in the so-called, it would not shock me if someone upset somebody. Like a Citadel had a great night shooting. Or, you know, VMI, what if they figure it out? You never know. They bring Lexington, Virginia to Asheville and they shock somebody. Um, and I think, you know, really, at least personally, and kind of what I've talked to about some of the other fans, VMI is that team. If your team doesn't win the conference tournament, that's who you want to see win. You, know, you hate all these other guys, but the cadets, you respect the guys and appreciate their military and everything that they're doing. And that's a team, you know, you can kind of root for if they're not playing your squad. Um, and the last one on Saturday, um, has not tipped yet. It's 4 o'clock here, local time, 5 o'clock there. It's when it'll tip. Um, University of Tennessee Chattanooga is traveling to Greensboro. Um, this is a 3-1 matchup. This is a big, big game. Um, as far as the final SOCON standings are going to be, who you got winning this one, Jacob? You got Malachi Smith and Isaiah Miller. Should be a great show. Um, any any favorite there? Uh, I would take UNCG because they're at home, and Isaiah Miller is that guy. But you never know what Chat Chats actually been playing really good this year. They have a record of 18 and 5, and Greensboro is 15 and 7. But I'm taking Greensboro just because I believe in that team and what they can do. Um, and you mentioned, you know, Greensboro's a really good team. And traveling to Greensboro is hard to do. Chattanooga would be looking to go 7 and 0 in the month of February. Um, and if you win a bunch in February and win a bunch in March, usually have a pretty good season. Um, and we transfer now into Monday slate. I'll throw some games at you, see what you think. Monday, UNCG is going to come into Colui. The Cats got to turn right around, right the ship after a loss on Saturday. Do you think they can get it done? Um, I love my Cats, but I don't think they're going to get it done. I think it's kind of like it was today. Uh, just the struggle for the Catamounts. Just I'm, they don't really have an identity. They seem a little lost in the basketball court and what they were last year to this year is totally different. And I just think uh, UCG comes in and handles the business. Um, you mentioned it, no identity. We're missing guys like Ono Steger, Carlos Dotson, and 
you know, that'll be interesting for some teams later down on the line in you know, next year. Um, UNCG would be missing Isaiah Miller. Um, possibly, possibly. Storm Murphy from Warford. I've heard some rumblings. He might be coming back. Um, a lot of guys up there, Furman, you know, Alex Hunter, Clay Mounts. Is this, you know, you can see some turnover in the league next year? You think we'll see some different standings? I think so. Just take a look at ETSU. ETSU kind of dominated the conference last year, and they lost a lot of dudes. Uh, nothing against them. They're still a great team, but they did lose a lot, and it's hard to replace that year in and year out. Uh, it definitely is, and I'll throw you some more for Monday. VMI at Furman. You got a winner in that one? Uh, take it, Furman. VMI just – on the road isn't good. The record shows it. As much as I like them and I wish they would win because it's Furman, uh, I don't think they'll get it done. I think Furman handles it pretty well. And, and then Wofford is traveling to Sanford. I'm not sure if that one's canceled, but it's supposed to be on ESPN. That would be a game you know, that you'd hate to lose for Sanford or Wofford and for the conference to be on ESPNU nationally televised. Um, you got a winner in that one, Jacob? Yeah, I'm going to go with Wofford, not because I don't think Sanford could beat them. Uh, it's because Sanford's just – it's hard to not play games, skip games because of COVID, and it's kind of got to play back, come back out and be ready to fire. And losing players, you know, you don't know who you're going to have night in and night out with that COVID protocol, and you don't know when you're going to get to practice. Um, the last one, Citadel at Murphy, Mer Mercer. Sorry. Um, you want to call an upset there, Jacob? Yeah, Hayden Brown comes out uh, 25 points, 17 rebounds, takes his pants off, and runs around the stadium after they win. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Citadel. I just really like that team. They've played really well lately, and in an even match matchup. I mean, they both Mercer sitting at uh, 13 and nine, Citadel sitting at nine, 12 and nine, and I just think it's a close game, but I think Citadel pulls it out in the end. That's my prediction. And you know, a guy on that Citadel team that does not get the love he deserves, Caden Rice. Um, I believe he's hit the thousand point college collegiate career mark this year. Um, he's climbing their three point record. I believe he's sixth right now. Yeah, even though uh, Hayden Brown is the guy we talk about, we're talking about a lot this week because he played well in the past two games. Uh, Rice actually scored more points in both of those games than Hayden Brown and helped the um, Citadel be as close as they were in those games. He's a shooter, man. And, you know, when you get hot as a shooter, you score a lot of points. Um, and turning to Wednesday, again, our Cats are playing UNCG. Um, I guess, you know, same piano notes in that one. I don't, I don't know what else to say there. Yeah. Um, long bus trip there and back. Yeah. Let's just hope maybe Mason Faulkner's on the bus for that one. I think that would give some, you know, hopefully hope to Western Carolina. Um, and then UTC is going to Chattanooga. Or not – UTC is going to Mercer, sorry. You got a winner in that one, Jacob? Um, I'm going to ride with Chat. They've been playing really well in February. And even though I picked UNCG in the last game, I'm going with Chat. I think they get it done in Muslim. Yeah, and I think um, the real debate there is Magic Bender. Can you figure out how to play with him if you're Mercer? He's kind of fallen out of the rotation. Felipe Hase will probably have a big game with a height advantage. Um, Casey Hankton or Kenneth will probably be matched up with him. A guy, you know, we didn't even talk about Kenich in that Wednesday game. Oh, my God. He made seven threes, yes. 29 points, obliterated the Cats. Um, well, that player of the week, consider. 
definitely player of the week consideration. Um, see how he plays tonight at five. Um, and then the uh, one of the last games on Wednesday, ETSU traveling to VMI. Um, is that, you know, chalked up? You know, you, you can't go into Lexington and win. <laughs> I think it's a close game, but VMI just plays good at home, doesn't play good on the road. It's just kind of without fans, it's kind of a little weird. But, you know, that long bus trip, man, really messes you up sometimes. So I'd say VMI pulls it out because ETSU seems to be struggling a little bit. But it wouldn't shock me either way if ETSU pulled that out as well. Yeah, and I think something to consider there, um, last week of the season, that's that's a game that could be 6-7, 5-4, 5-6. something in there. Um, and then the Citadel travels still Furman. Furman, Clay Mounts, Noah Gurley, Mike Bothwell, are they too much for the – uh, yeah, I think Furman is a good team this year. I, I've seen them play against Weston. They didn't really look that great when I put when um, we played them. We watched them play, yep. but I just think they beat Citadel at their house. Yeah, and it's it's hard to go on the road and win games in the SoCon. That's really kind of one of the things that I think is a key. And the SoCons, you got to defend home court and steal some on the road. Um, and then turning to Saturday, it's going to be senior night for our Catamounts. Um, Mercer at Western Carolina. Can we get this one done? Revenge the, the loss earlier in the year? I want to say the Cats pull it out. I think it's going to be a lot closer game. But I, at this point with the Cats, I love them to death. Most of the dudes on that team, almost all of them. I know Matt and a cool dudes and I love them to death, but they just lost. You watch them play today and you watch them play in the past two games. They don't really have an identity. Coy is a baller. Like he it's like a hold of the soul team now. Without him, uh, I think we'd be getting blown out by a lot more than we are, especially today against Wofford. Yeah, he had 23 in that one and we still lost by a large margin. Uh, I think some keys in that one again is the height difference um, and WC point guard depth. Mercer, you know, they've got a little bit more depth in that um, area without Mason Faulkner for the Cats. And we'll have to, you know, that's, that's the game that's going to be kind of a key to look at as far as Mercer. If they continue to slide, um, I don't think the Cats can catch them right now, but that could end up biting Mercer if they slow slide uh, maybe underneath the Citadel. Um, and then Sanford at the Citadel, if that one's going to end up being played. Um, you got a winner in that one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Citadel, like I said before. It's just hard, Sanford, having so many COVID issues and still coming out and um, being ready to compete every game. And then I, I've got this one highlighted and the next one highlighted. I'll go ahead and give you both of these and kind of talk a little bit of how important they could be. UNCG at ETSU, Furman at Walford. Um, maybe not as much for ETSU as I had prior thought, um, kind of jotting these down, but UNCG, Furman, Wofford, all three of those are going to have to win win on Saturday to lock up conference, um, especially that Furman-Wofford game at seven. You got a winner in either of those? Uh, for the UNCG-ETSU game, Johnson City is a hard place to play. I think ETSU pulls that out. And for the Wofford-Furman game, I'm going with Wofford, watching them play today. They look great. They look like a team that really loves each other and is out there competing for each other. 
game in and game out, and they can really shoot the daylight side of the ball. And they're at Wofford, so I'm giving them the edge. They looked hungry. Um, I think that's something you could say. They really looked like they wanted to, you know, see ball, get ball. Um, and the last one um, on Saturday, VMI traveling to Chattanooga. This will be the last SoCon game day um, in basketball. It's been a quick season. You got a winner in that one, VMI Chattanooga? Uh, going with Chat, same thing with VMI. I love the team, but they're not good on the road. And Chat's been hot lately. So. And now um, to kind of transfer to something new to the podcast, the first time we've been able to do this, first time spring football. We're going to throw some football scores at you. Um, all these games are still being played out currently, um, but I feel like two of them are kind of, you know, nails in the coffin, especially this first one. Mercer's, Mercer's traveling to Wofford. Wofford's winning that one currently 31-13. Um, Jacob, you think the Terriers we had before our guy Matt Matt Sullivan down there? Uh, Wofford. Yes. Uh, it looks like I just pulled it up on my phone. It looks like the game's finally gone final, uh, 31-14. the final score. Um Really glad for Wofford to win that. Wasn't glad they won the basketball game today, but the football team, um, I'm cheering for them because our uh, roommate from college, Matt Sullivan, who's been on this pod, um, works, for that team. works for that team yep. and really want them to do well this year. Want him to um, win every game except against Western. Yeah, and hopefully get a soft con ring. Um, and it's kind of weird, doesn't it? It feels a little weird to root for another team. Yeah, it generally have investment in them. Um, and then the second game here that's kind of, I will say, maybe not completely nailing the coffin, but there's definitely a body in the coffin, and they're trying to shut it. Um, our Catamounts are down there in Furman, 28-7, last time I checked the score. Um, you think that one's over? Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like uh, it's 14 minutes and 16 seconds left in the fourth. Uh, Furman is up 35-7. to seven. Um, Catamounts. I have lost some people due to uh, transfers and just with the swing season, they just didn't play. Uh, we know we had one dude transfer, another, one of our quarterbacks, Will Jones, uh, moved to tight end, so we're starting Glover. Um, he's played okay, right. had a touchdown today, a rushing touchdown, but uh, it was a little hard, um, especially it's weird swing season. Um, yeah, coming in so late, together. trying to learn an offense. Yeah, because he's from uh, Juco. Yep, and I think um, – one of the things I mentioned um, on the pod last week is that Western team, you know, they, they did have the experience of playing some fall football. And we talked about how that could be a difference maker. And I think there at the beginning, Western came out, smacked Furman in the mouth, got an interception, drove down the field, scored, put seven points on the board. And then I'm sure the Furman coach said, okay, they play football. Are y'all ready to play football? And the Furman coach, the former players are like, yeah, we're better than these guys. What in the world are we doing? And then the best football team showed up. Um, and then the, the last one, ETSU. Um, Samford, which is one that we thought would be good. Minute 40 left, Samford ball. ETSU leads 24-17, and Samford's dropping. Um, you think that, you know, Samford's going to drop down there and win that one? Uh, it's a possibility, but they'd have to – it looks like the, the 49 yard on right now, and so on their own side. So it's close, but that's 48 seconds. It'd be tough. So I'm going to go with ETSU still pulls that out. And, um, you know, really kind of one of the last things here on this podcast, Jacob, I'm going to throw the current basketball standings at you um, and see what you think. Uh, first, UNCG, second, Furman, third, Wofford. Chattanooga is now um, in fourth. And those first three, Wofford, Furman, and UNCG, are all kind of in a tie for first place. 
Furman's a half game back, but then they will play tonight. Um, ETSU is in fifth, VMI sixth, Mercer seventh, Citadel eighth, Sanford ninth, and our Cats. You know where our Cats are. Um, anything that stands out to you? Uh, not really. Maybe ETSU dropping a little bit and chat rising up, but it's really playing out about the way I thought. All teams at the top pretty even, not really a clear-cut favorite. And, you know, VMI, most of the Citadel kind of in the mix, taking some games, putting up a good fight. So you'll see it should be good so Um, And you mentioned ETSU um, kind of dropping off. Yeah, as of five days ago, the 15th, they were sitting in second place. Um, and then mentioning Furman and Wofford in a tie for first place. Do you think that game Saturday is conference title on the line? you think guys are out there giving their all, their bodies? Um, hopefully the SoCon can get the best officials down there for that one. You got anything to say about the, you know, the ramifications of that game? I think it's a huge game. Um, the winner could definitely, if UNCG does drop one to ETSU that next Saturday, that I think the winner of that game could definitely win the SoCon regular season. I think it's a huge game. Both of them will put their hearts and souls on the line, and it's going to be a heck of a game to watch. Yeah. Um, and then player of the week, is there anybody that kind of stood out to you? Um, you had mentioned prior Hayden Brown to, to me. Is that your guy? Yeah, I'm going to go with Hayden Brown. Uh, he didn't have the most points in his game. Vice uh, had that. But if you look at his stat line, uh, he had a double-double today. And they win, hit the game, win, just that put it over the top for me personally. But I will give a shout-out to um, the guy on Chattanooga. Uh, Malachi Smith, he continues to power them. Um, he really made a difference um, when we were playing him uh, in that overtime game. And Kinnich could have been referring to him as well. He's a guy that really shoots the ball well. Um, and freshman of the week, is there anybody that stood out to you? Maybe the, the freshman on Wofford, uh, Morgan Stafford, who, for whatever reason, I don't know what personal beef he has with Western, Western Carolina. We both kind of noticed that he hit a three at the start of the game and just looked directly at Mark Prosser and started chirping at him. Yeah, I didn't really like him talking to my coach like that. Prosser's my guy. But uh, he had a heck of a game today, played really well, and I'll give it to him. He has some dog in him. And I really think it's just going to be a ball in the Silicon for a long time. Yeah, he made big shots in um, this one, and he had double digits as well in the win against the Citadel. Um, but really, to wrap it up, thank you for being on the podcast this week, Jacob, uh, taking the time out of our you know, our day to do this. Um, is there anything, you know, final that you want to say about the Silicon basketball? Uh, really looking forward to the conference tournament. I know I've mentioned that a lot in the past, this whole pod, but I really think this year is going to be more of a toss-up. Last year was kind of, kind of given ETSU is going to come out on top. You just kind of feel, felt it. In the past few years, it's been like that, you, ETSU, UNCG. But this year, I couldn't give you a clear-cut favorite. I don't think Cole could or anybody you asked. No, you would have to be pulling for your own team to give somebody a clear-cut favorite in that one, and even then. I think you can make a good debate about any team in the conference. And um, just thank you for being here this week, Jacob. No problem, man. Really enjoy it.